0: i'm kelsey and i'm kim i literally almost said i'm kim again what is wrong with me <laughs> this is the second week in a row okay anyway i am I don't not kim <laughs> well what i mean is- we could swap you can
1: be kim and i can be kelsey i mean we we could try the that see how everybody kim. thinks
0: Ah, good lord. Okay, woohoo! Anyway, (laughs) welcome to season three, episode 20 of the Massive Fans Book Club podcast. In this episode, we will cover chapter 72 through 74 of Court of Wings and Ruin by Sarah J. Mass. And these three chapters are rough. Um, Yeah. Like, not as rough as next week is gonna be. But, like, people are gonna die today.
1: Yeah. It's it's tough. Though I, I shouldn't I, I, I can't say I a hundred percent won't, but I'm ninety-eight percent certain I actually won't cry this time. Woo! Like Yeah.
0: <laughs> I might, probably just from being tired, but anyway.
1: <laughs> but I'm not actually like I'm not yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Next week is gonna suck. But can, yeah. all right, can you believe though? Are you ready for this? We only have two more episodes oh my god ugh can, oh my can god. you can you believe it? Can you guys believe it? Like, oh my gosh how did how did this happen
0: like yeah i I feel like we've wow. been working on this for so long that like in my mind, it would just never come to an end, and now I'm like, oh my god
1: <laughs> and and we're ending so our last episode for this book ends the day before one year anniversary
0: I know, which is so cool. Like one year of the Akatar trilogy, like the original three, I like Akatar, Akamav. I, oh, ugh, I know, I know. Okay, okay. But before we get started, mm, housekeeping. Uh, mm-hmm. next week we will totally kick your emotional asses. So, um, to soften the blow. We are going to end said episode uh, with an interview with a special guest an indie author from a new book with a new book coming out uh, in April. So keep an eye out on socials for a sneaky peek about that. And speaking of socials, please uh, go follow us on all the things. Like I said, I have some social media goals I'm trying to reach before our podcast has uh, said one year birth anniversary So uh, every like and follow helps.
1: Yes, and we're so excited to to have you guys hear this interview. She was she was amazing. And I know it was, it was, so oh, it was such fun. a great time. She's I, I so loved cool. it. She is so so cool. So please hang around for the end of next week. I know next week's going to be rough, y'all, but just stick with us and you'll get to hear the coolest interview. Um, and as always, we will share our socials at the end of the show and in our show notes, but. Facebook is Massive Fans Book Club and Podcast. Instagram is at Massive Fans Podcast. And TikTok is Massive Fan Pod. And we can't forget, before we dive in, <laughs> this podcast is not for little ears. There's your warning.
0: I'm telling you, we're going to make a sticker of that.
1: <laughs> we are. I want it on t shirts. I swear I to God, I want you it on t shirts. <laughs>
0: So, Kim, um, mm-hmm. a bunch of people just arrived. We kind of had like a toot horn, and people came, and another toot horn, and some more people came, and then a toot horn, and um, Daddy Archeron showed up with some ships, right? So yep, yep. Um, we're like kind of getting a bunch of people to back up the good guys, and it still like might not be enough. Uh, like right, right? right, Like that's where we're at. Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Pick us up oh. where we left off. <laughs>
1: With pleasure. So, chapter 72 uh, picks up. Remember, Cassian and Reese had shot up into the air and they had their respective girlies in their arms. So, Nesta was in Cass's arm and Reese's is in, uh, favors in Reese's arms. And they're watching the Armada come in and Draken had come over to talk to them, right? So, that's where we left everything off. So, this chapter opens up. And Nesta's crying, watching the Armada come in, and Ferris making acknowledgement of said tears, which I have to admit, like, I I, I was kind of shocked to see this much emotion coming off of Nesta.
0: I know, and I do love that, but I'm immediately uh, immediately distracted because I forgot that Draken is, like, such a fucking, like, I don't even know, he's just, he cracks me up, I don't even know what, like... He's, like, almost like a, like a frat boy or something. I don't even yeah. know. There's just something about his personality that I'm just like, I want to hate you, but I don't, I like, want to. I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I could be using this wrong, but I think he might be kind of like how people describe, like, Chad. <laughs> but anyway, it's like, I feel like he annoys me, but I also love him at the same time. So anyway, carry on.
1: <laughs> he's kind of like, he's kind of like the cool dude dude at the fraternity house but he has an act he puts on until you get to know him that's really what he's like
0: yeah i don't know i just he makes me laugh because he just says stuff and i'm like is this really the time
1: (laughs) no he he was awesome because he's like i take it you're acquainted (laughs) no no we're not acquainted at all
0: like my man what
1: (laughs) so And Farah's internal monologue is like, my father had left. My sisters had once said to attend a meeting regarding the threat above the wall. So then she's like, well, had it become clear that we'd been betrayed? And did he go hunting for stuff? So anyway, who knows? But she realizes that her father had done this for her. For them, for her sisters. So Reese just says to Draken, meet Nesta and my mate Farah." Right, okay. like ship two, of girl- two of the ship names, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and the girls are just watching the ships come in because they're still like, uh, and Reese does ask Draken, Well, what about Vasa? Was her curse ended? And um, Draken's only response is, Well, see for yourself, and it's so awesome. I, I have to just kind of read it, it's so cool. Um, I blinked, this is Feyre's, from Feyre's point of view, she says, I blinked at what began to shoot between the human boats, what soared over the water fast as a shooting star, spearing for hyburn, red and gold and white, vibrant as molten metal. As it spread its wings wide, trailing sparks and embers across the waves, and I realized what, who, now flew at that enemy host. A firebird, burning as hot and furious as the heart of a forge. Vasa, the lost queen. Talk about an entrance, right? Like, wow. Let me get a snowflake. (laughs) (laughs) But what a great entrance. Like, that's a great fade to black. Like, you know, like, scene change. And. Though I got him, it's kind of weird. It's more like a commercial break because yeah, the <laughs> when you read on it's just a continuation yeah, but you can
0: just... I, yeah I did not get that one I don't get it. Uh,
1: yeah I mean it, it's a great fade to black moment but honestly when you p- see where it picks up you realize it really wasn't a fade to black it was just a commercial break um, but anyway Queen Vasa is just literally slamming into Highburn's fleet burning the shit out of everything and quite literally in her wake are burning husks of ships yep. so go Vasa, like go girl go girl go girl like let your shit on fire light it up right? right
0: right she's like if i gotta be a fucking firebird, watch me she's just like shit fireballs
1: like- <laughs> i mean you know I-, I gotta say like it it, it-, it- it it takes us very well to to if you've read crescent city you know light it up is the thing with danica and bryce so it's like light it up and i'm like well look at her she's just lighting shit up and then if you've ever read throwing a glass you know that aelin is the fire breathing bitch queen so again fire so um yeah go you go girl light shit up (laughs) Burn it, burn it, it's burn it I'm making
0: the most of a situation. I'm a fucking firebird. I'm to use it. <laughs>
1: like- <laughs> right, man, go, go, girl, go. <laughs> so Reese tells Draken to get his legion onto land, and uh, then Reese is like, "Oh, by the way, Jorian's here."
0: <laughs> right, like um. By the way, Jorian's here. Could have done that any better way, but whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Drake Draken looks like he's gonna commit murder,
0: yep. and then Reese is like, "But no, wait! He fights for us." and
1: Draken's like, "Yeah, right, sure." Yeah, yes. Drakeon's
0: <laughs> like, "Are you? Are these like English words coming out of your mouth?" <laughs> like...
1: I can't wait to see this happen on TV. I'm sorry, this is gonna be a great scene. <laughs> yeah,
0: I feel like Draken's gonna have to just stand there and be like, "I, um." um oh you know what it is you know what it is i know that it is the wrong personality but it's because of the way he's saying things i've been binge watching Shits creek and i feel like everything draken says sounds like david to me
1: oh no oh
0: my head he's just like really overly sarcastic like um what
1: the sarcasm is fine. The rest of it, no.
0: <laughs> no. Well, obviously, but it's just that in my head I'm hearing it like very, very sarcastic and I'm just like, I love it. This is hilarious. Ooh. So I can just picture him being like, um, what? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, no, that's going to be a no. <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> um, I think not. No, we're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Moving on. Um. So anyway... Then Draken is looking at Cassian. Apparently he's never met Cassian because he's like, I assume you're Cassian. My legion is yours to command. Oy. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> well, you go then. I know. Like,
0: what a choice.
1: Um, and then, you know, he he gives Cassian looks and sees where they're needed, and he tells Draken where to send his his people. Um, and then as Draken gets ready to go, I I just I'm like, this is hysterical. He's like, he Draken looks to Reese and he's like, Miriam's furious with you, by the way. 351 years since you last visited. If we survived, expect to do some groveling. Reese laughs. I give Reese credit and he's like, Tell that witch it goes both ways. And then Draken grins and takes off. But, you know, I mean, I'm like, oh, okay, well. Well, that's, mm, okay. All right, then. So, now that they've gotten to this point, Favor finally comes back to her senses enough to be able to look at her mate, and she's like, now, Amorin and I need to go now. Like, there's enough distraction going, we can do this. Uh, and it says in here, the chaos was complete, with a battle raging in every direction. Amorin and I could make it. So Reese takes her back down and when they get all down they're all back down on the ground and nesta's like wait 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 use me as a distraction i know i know okay well where'd this come from and of course cassian and and pharaoh was like "Uh "Uh-uh, no 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 and Nesta's ignoring them. And she's like, look, the king is probably waiting beside that cauldron. Even if you get there, you'll have to him to contend with. Draw him out. Draw him away. Far away. To me. And Reese is like, okay, how? And Nesta says, it goes both ways. He doesn't know how much I took. And if, if I make it seem like I'm just about to use his power, he'll come running just to kill me. And Cassian's like, he will kill you. I know. And then Nesta's like, but see, that's where you come in. (laughs) And she's looking at him. A
0: wild response. Like, no, I won't. You're going to fix it. I'm a what?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, you're going to be here to protect me. So, no. (laughs) Uh, Of course, uh, Larissa's like, nope, nope, uh uh-uh, no, no. Nesta has the best comeback. She's like, you're not my high lord. I may do as I wish. And since he'll sense that you're with me, you need to go as far away as well too. And I'm like, uh, um, um, okay. Like, I'm reading all this kind of going, oh, okay. Well, okay then. Like, okay. But Reese is now looking at Cassie and saying, no, no, no. <laughs> like jesus can we can we stop the no circle please
0: i know right and they
1: fight and cassian's like it's the only shot we have of the diversion luring him away from that cauldron you gave everything reese you went through that hell for us for 50 years you think i don't know what happened i know reese we all do and we know you did it to save us spare us let us return the favor let us return let us repay the debt and reese is like there's no debt to repay Cassian's voice broke as he said, I never got to repay your mother for her kindness. Let me do it this way. Let me buy you time. And then he tells they they have more discussion and it's more back and forth. You can't, yes I can, no, you can't. Read it if you want all the details, people. Yeah. And Cassian's like, save some of the glory for the rest of us, which I just love.
0: I know, I know. What a cute way to be like, we're done with this conversation, bro. Yep.
1: Uh, They make sure that Nesta knows what she needs and she's like, yep, Aaron showed me what I need to do. And then Nesta looks at Elaine and at Feyre and she's like, tell Father, thank you. That's a mental picture. Like, I I, I read it this time and I was just, I mean, they've always they've always kind of you know, it always kind of struck me but this time I was just like, oh my God, it's like, all she left were bones and sinew and Whatever little bit of blood was left out. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. hmm. hmm.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Farah's using, I mean, Feyre, um Emma's using her power and blowing through Highburn's wards. I mean, just like obliterating them. There is nothing there. Like, yeah, no. Ammon comes we up with this It's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, <laughs> that's how she's handling it. Like, you go.
0: Yeah, she's in Avenger mode.
1: <laughs> she is. She's in Avenger mode, and she's smiling, and every time she breaks <laughs> one, the smile gets kind of, you know, more fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> hey! The savage animal is loose. Everybody watch out. That's all I can say. Um, they do acknowledge, Fair acknowledges that this hillside is crawling with the commanders of Highburn. Who are literally waiting for the killing to kind of sort itself out on the field before they bother to put themselves at risk, assholes, but they're talking smack about the high lords and their armies and allies and who they want to take on. And favorite notes Helian and Tarquin were two of the most frequent wishes. Tamlin was the other, Tamlin for his two-faced lying, and Jurian, how they would suffer. Varian, Azrael, Cassian, Calias, and Vivian, more. They said the names of my friends like they were horses at a race, who would last long enough to haul to face them off, who would haul the pretty maid of the Lord of Winter back here, who would break the morgan at last, who would bring home Illyrian wings to pin on the wall. Peter's a little upset about this at this point. Like she's getting pissy. And she's like I hope Bryaxis dev- devoured them all and made them wet themselves in terror before it did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you know that I like. There you go, girl. Like, yeah, yeah. You sent Bryaxis after them, uh huh. Yeah. And you know, Amryn's. They're they're still doing their thing. They're literally climbing. They're scaling this hill. They're not taking the path. They're actually scaling up the hill. So. The the Highburn commanders and guards are so busy with Stryga, they don't notice Faerra and Amran.
0: Which has to be a weird moment. Like, wait. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? It's Nesta! <laughs> Nesta!
1: Like, yeah. Is a
0: bird? Is it a plane? Wait, no,
1: that's that's my sister. Um, yeah. Well, you go, Nesta. And, of course, I love it. Amorin's comment is, good girl. And, at that moment in time, remember, they're still cloaked. I don't know if Highburn knows they're there or not. He just goes strolling past them, walks right up to Stryga, And he's like, how beautiful you are. How magnificent, Ancient One. And of course, Stryga makes a fatal error because she says you may bow, king, as it it was once done. And Highburn walks right up to her, puts her face between his hands, and snaps her neck, which Mm -hmm. wouldn't have killed her, except then he throws her off the side of the hill to those Naga like dogs. Yeah tear her apart, so Striga's dead. The Carver is dead. The only monster left is Bryaxis.
0: Yep. She's so sad. Like, you don't think you're gonna get sad. Like, based off of what you know in, like, Ackermath, you're like, I don't give a shit. But, like, you're like, but I'm sad now.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, The king is not paying any attention. He is looking to where Nesta is signaling to him with her power. It's working. It is. It's working. She's creating quite the diversion there. And she says as Feyre says, that power her power surged again beckoning as the cauldron atop this rock now called to me. So while the cauldron's calling to Feyre Nesta's calling to Hyburn. Right. And then he wins away because he looks out, checks everything. He's smiling because he thinks he's winning because apparently at this moment in time, maybe he is. I don't know. And Amron's like now. And Amron looks at her and she's like, you make it count.
0: No, and
1: there's true grief shining in her eyes. She knew what was about to happen. The window that we'd been bought. So Feyre swallows her despair, her terror. She charges up the hill to the crag, to where the cauldron sat, unguarded, waiting. And all of a sudden, the book appears in Amron's hands. The cauldron apparently is nearly as tall as Amron is. That's kind of funny. I'm I sorry. know, it's
0: a little funny. I, I thought the same thing.
1: And it's a, it's, as she says, it's a looming black pit of hate and power. And and Feyre acknowledges... I could stop this right now. Stop this army and the king before he killed Nesta and Cassian. Amran opened the book, looked at me expectantly. Put your hand on the cauldron, she said quietly. And I obeyed. And the power of the, the cauldron goes slamming into her. Yeah. And she's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Because this time it's at full capacity, peeps like
0: well and and remember that the original plan that had been discussed you know a couple of chapters back was that this was supposed to be all four of them and now there's right. two of them except that fair is the only one holding the cauldron right now yeah
1: and so fair is focusing on everything she can to stay here and present and then Amon watches her for a long moment does not read from the book didn't put it in favor's hands. She shuts the pages and shoves it behind her with a kick. As it says in here, favor realizes Amran had lied. She did not plan to leash the king or his army with the cauldron and the book. And whatever trap she had set, I had fallen right into it. And that is the end of chapter 73.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I read that, I was like, I'm so I literally had to put the book down for a minute and be like, No. Like, I, was so I, at,
1: you, I was so mad at oh I, know, I was so mad at Oh my god!
0: I don't. I literally put the book down and thought I don't know what she just did. But it. I like. I was like. I couldn't. I was like. She, I. I don't know what she just did. But I cannot believe that she's like a bad person. Um. I. I. Just, I, I, I. I know. And, I, and so I was like, I just have to keep reading. <laughs>
1: But I just, like, I, I remember when I read it the first time, and then every time after, knowing what happens after. And I'm still I know. like, uh, I know, it's still so bad. What are you doing? Cameron? stop. So, yeah. but that's where it ends. So, um, chapter 74, Kelsey. Uh,
0: okay. Chapter 74. Mm-hmm. So Pharaoh's got you know basically uh, it, okay I'm sorry but I have to give you this visual because I thought of it and it makes me laugh and no we need that right now um, I feel like Pharaoh holding the cauldron is a little bit like um, somebody putting their tongue on a frozen pole or touching an electric fence like you're just fucking stuck there and you're like I know I look dumb but I'm stuck. Yeah I, just, I, yeah I just feel like she's just like ah, i don't know what to do next um anyway so she's um doing that and just like staring at amarin and amarin says i'm sorry i lied to you and favor realizes she can't remove her hand which is why i said the thing about the electric fence And Mm -hmm. she tries to fling out her magic. She's trying to figure out how to, like, basically hold herself, like, there in this world so that she can't get completely pulled in. And she says that, like, all of her available power fail her. Fire, water, light, wind, ice, night, all of it, none of it works. And then she feels the cauldron, like, reaching out to her. And that's when she's realizing that she's, like, half, she's, like, already half in, half out. And, like, that, (laughs) that's not great. And so she sees, like, basically it's, like, flying through the world. Like, the, the cauldron is, like, trying to hunt down. Like, it's holding on to her, but, like, trying to hunt down Nesta. And it's just, yeah, I can only imagine the wild graphics they're going to have to do for the TV show. Mm-hmm. And it basically forces her to be able to see everything. So it kind of sticks her in this weird, like, uh omniscient like bird's eye view like uh, she's she's stuck she can't do anything but she's seeing it all and so she's seeing the battlefield and that the seraphim and the Illyrians are just being like completely fucking knocked like blown out of the sky right and Mm -hmm. asriel has been forced to the ground he's like he can't fly at all at this point point. The foot soldiers are barely. Crashed. Yeah, he foot soldiers are just like they've completely like lost their lives. They can't like hold a line to save their lives. Kira's just like screaming, and nothing is helping. Reese, she sees that like he's like in the thick of the whole thing, and he's just like blood splattered. But like she describes it as fighting beautifully, which I just think is like a nice, you know, I don't know. I just I like, I don't
1: know. I just mm-hmm. like the
0: image that evokes in my head, and. The thing is, is that as he's fighting, she actually gets to watch him transform into like his beast form, which like we've alluded to and we've seen hints of, but we've never seen the whole thing and so she says you know like we know about the talons they came first and you know she's like you know they replaced his fingers his feet yada yada we know that part and then dark scales or feathers she couldn't look at them like she could get a good look at them and they're like covering his legs and his arms and his chest and then his entire body's like contorting and the bones and the muscles are shifting until the way she describes it is before the cauldron swept me away, I beheld what happened to his head, his face. It was a thing of nightmares. Nothing human or fae in it. It was a creature that lived in black pits and only emerged at night to hunt and feast. The face, it was those creatures that him carved in the rock of the court of nightmares that made up his throne. The throne, not only a representation of his power, but what had lurked beneath. And with the wings, hybrid soldiers began fleeing. So basically, he's just fucking terrifying. <laughs> But weird kind of thing. Cool. I know. It's kind of cool. And honestly, I have a hard time. I'm sorry. And like, maybe this is just like my brain. I have a hard time being like, okay, so he's anything but a bird. Like he's, I'm sorry. He's a bird. <laughs> like, I, I mean, in fairness, I'm fucking terrified of birds. I hate birds. I think birds are creepy and gross and I am not a fan. So like to me, that would be disgusting and disheartening. But like, I really feel like it's like the word you're looking for is bird. Yes. But anyway, the really interesting part is that after he's done his full transformation, you know, everybody's running away from him except for one person who is running towards him and it's Helion as he is shifting into what ends up being described as the daytime equivalent with gold feathers and claws and wings. So basically uh, to me, and I guess this is why I'm like birds, we're talking about birds. And the reason I say this is because it's kind of like the difference between like a hawk and an eagle. Like, still both birds of prey, similar looking, but different. <laughs> so anyway, just thought that was interesting. And so the two of them take the skies and are basically trying to wreak as much havoc as humanly possible. Um, or as birdly, as birdly possible.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I think I see Reese more as almost like a like a demon
0: i mean i know that's what she's trying to evoke but she goes so far into the fact that it's like he's all feather he's got the talons he's got the wings it's like so all of it is bird except the head like to me my brain just can't like can't compute (laughs) but in fairness that's probably a good thing because i think if we were too specific it would make things like the tv show very difficult I agree. Like, that gives some creative license to, okay, whatever this person wants to make that look like, just make it look good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in fairness, I think that'll pay off for TV, but um, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Then there's like this weird little piece that I just, I did not even bother to highlight and go over so you can read it if you want, but like uh, there's like a commander and they're just trying to pull some shit out of their ass and then they're fighting spell to spell and I don't know I didn't highlight it because it just didn't really move the plot along from what I could tell (laughs) so I was just like right we're still fighting and it's still not going well moving on uh Feyre is still basically tied to the cauldron and she's feeling it basically like trying to sing out to Nesta and Nesta's power is like singing out to it. It's like a whole weird, creepy, like, come here. No, you come here thing. And yeah. from like the point of view of Nesta and Cassian, like Feyre can see them and Nesta and Cassian are standing. He's got his sword out. He's ready. And she is like standing there with what Farah describes as blazing with that inner unholy fire. And she's telling Cassian, like the moments about to hear, her. she says, get ready. He's coming. Because she can sense burn and basically, favorite in that moment realizes that like if Nesta has a clue of the amount of power that she's got, then like she actually could successfully kill the King of Highburn. and yeah. she's realizing that that is what they're hoping to accomplish. It the Cassian is the distraction while hopefully she like lands a killing blow, right? So you know that that's you know best laid plans. <laughs> Um, the King of Hybern winnows right in front of them and Nas- Nesta like rallies her power but it, she uh, basically freezes up and Cassian does too because when the King of Hybern winnows in, he's holding their father in front of him with a sword to his throat.
1: So that's why he was looking out over the sea. Not yeah. to see how cool it was.
0: Yeah. To go find... A bargaining chip. And then we get a snowflake that, again, feels more like a commercial break. And we come back to basically Farrah acknowledging the fact that she's seeing the King of Highburn use their dad as what she says is a human shield. And I was like, accurate, accurate. And she, like, we hear, like, from her that their dad is, like, blood splattered. And, like, he's not looking his best. Like, clearly it's been clearly he's been through some things recently but like also clearly he's been looking for them for months like he looks like haggard you know and he just like says nesta when he sees her and the king is just being an asshole so he's all what a loving father to bring an entire army to save his daughters like fuck you man nesta's totally frozen up she can't even say anything and cassian is basically trying to quickly like come up with plan B and Feyre can't move. She's still stuck to the cauldron. So she's just like begging. She's like, save him, save like her father, like help him. Um, honestly, you, she should probably also be like, you know, praying to all of those deities, the cauldron, whatever uh, they're going with that, like just literally like Cassian comes up with any plan at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, the king says some shitty things like he does, uh, you know, like, basically, like, you've missed some shit lately. Like, you know, your daughters are, you know, fucking fay, and one uh, of them married quite well, blah, 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 meaning, like, Farah. ask about
1: it. I know. Yeah.
0: It's, I don't even want to give it any time, because instead, I want to read the really, really sweet quote from Daddy Archeron. So... He's just, he, like, he knows this is not gonna end well. So he just looks at Nesta and he says, I loved you from the first moment I held you in my arms and I am, I am so sorry, Nesta. My Nesta, I am so sorry for all of it. And that's when finally she can speak and she just says please, like, over and over again. Which, like, obviously for Nesta is a lot. Yeah, that's huge. And so he... Tries to basically, so the king tries to bargain with Nesta. Like I said, I mean, ultimately, Daddy Archeron is being used as a bargaining chip, uh, because he did, like King don't want to die, and he's like, oh, like you want your daddy back? Well, like, what will you like give me? Will you give me like the power that you took from the cauldron? And she says yes, and he's like, even if I have to carve it out of you. And her dad reacts like a dad would and should, and says like, don't you lay your filthy hands on my daughter. And it, he can't even finish like a second sentence before the king snaps his neck.
1: So, second person and what? Twenty minutes?
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, Feyre is stuck to the cauldron and nesta is just stuck period she like shows no mo- she can't say or do anything versus Pharaoh, even though she's stuck to the cauldron begins like thrashing around and like screaming and she's like trying to get like to them and nesta just looks down at their father's body and at that moment as the king like predicts nesta's power just like erupts yeah, yeah. The well, I can
1: think of this. I mean, it's well, it does,
0: but it doesn't. It it so like it. I don't even know how to like. <laughs> it's gonna be way better to watch than to read, I think. I but yeah, she she like kind of tries to build something, and instead, it's really like. Cassian launches like he more or less is like backing using his power because it's 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 red. I really think that it's his siphons, not really so much her, and yeah. she's launch He's launching himself like at the king of Hybern, and right. so they end up like you know they're like fighting, and Nessa's kind of like trying to gather herself so that she can like do her part, mm-hmm. and. If Feyre is just watching this all go down and Nesta finally like kneels before their dad while like the fighting is happening and she kisses their dad's like forehead and then she lifts her head up and she and, and Fera on her end can feel like the cauldron like shift basically and Nesta mm-hmm. just loses it and unleashes all the way <laughs> and um Unfortunately, the timing, like, not so good, because as she completely erupts, it's already too late for Cassian, who is screaming, uh, because uh, he's just, like, bloodied on the ground. He is, uh, his wings are snapped. He literally has a bone sticking out of his legs. His siphons are, like, empty. He's he's completely drained, because he was basically drained before we got to this point. Yeah. And...
1: You remember what, what Elaine said? He will yeah. break your wings.
0: Yeah. 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 He's like bloody nose. He's panting. He's like trying to like drag himself up and it's just the King of Hybern is literally just like looming over him. And mm-hmm. ugh. And so he's like oh, it's so gross. He like snaps another bone and Nesta just says stop. And the king, like, looks over at her, and Cassian's trying to tell her, like, no, like, just run, like, basically, like, save yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And I just, I love how this gets described. Nesta took in his broken body, the pain in Cassian's eyes, and angled her head. The movement was not human, not fae, purely animal, purely predator. And when her eyes lifted to the king again, I am going to kill you, she said quietly. And the king's like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> oh, no, And the cauldron That's crept it. along with Nesta, a hound at her side. Nesta's fingers curled. The king snorted and brought his foot down upon Cassian's nearest wing. Bone snapped and his scream. I thrashed against the cauldron's grip, Thrash and clawed. Nesta exploded. All of that power, all at once. Unfortunately, the king winnows out of the way, like, just the right second. And when he pops back, he's, like, magnificent, like, you're barely trained, and, like, you're so powerful, like, basically, like, imagine what you could do, right? And so she, like, gathers all her power again, and Cassie's trying to tell her, like, no, just go, just go. And the king says, like, oh, this seems familiar. Was it him or the other bastard who crawled towards you that day? Uh... Like for some reason, that, like, really got me this time, where I was like, why does he have to be? be like that like why does he just have to like we already got a knife in why you gotta twist it jackass
1: i swear i just i don't want to like i like started snarling when i read it
0: oh i know and cassian is like trying to crawl to her And so Nesta rushes to him, and she's kneeling down. Not to comfort him, though, she grabs his Illyrian blade. And, like, if you recall, she is untrained. So this is going to go about like you think it's going to go. But, like, you know what? Props for trying. But really, what she's trying to do, Feyre realizes, as she's watching all of this go down, is, like, she's just trying to lure him away from Cassian. Like, she's really trying to, like, buy him some time, right? Mm -hmm. And so they kind of go you know tit for tat it doesn't go great um but what she is trying to do so nesta turned over and she throws out her hand so basically she tries to pull him like pull king of highburn away tries to like you know trick him use some magic against him yada yada and then she she kind of successfully does that for like 10 seconds it's like oh my god that actually worked for a second and she goes for cassian and she i just i hate this i hate hate this so much so she gets up on her feet and she runs for him and then when she gets over to him she's literally sobbing and she's trying to pull him up and she's like get up get up and he can't and she's like you're too heavy i can't i he's coming like i can imagine the complete and pure panic of her realizing that like even though she successfully like won them the next 30 seconds, it's not going to matter because she cannot lift him and he can't get up. I know. And I just, I hate that for her. It reminds me of like every like horror movie moment when you're like, I know they're not going to fucking make it out, but like you just like want them to because they're trying so hard, you know? I know, Oh, Yeah. So she's, she's sobbing. She's like, I can't, he's coming. And Cassian trying to tell her to go. And he finally just like barks at her, like, go. And she says, I can't. And she just says it a second time, I can't. And Feyre, who is seeing this whole fucking thing go down from afar, realizes that those are the words that Reese had said when Cassian was trying to like, basically like be like, nah, dude, like I got this one. And he was like, I don't want to let him go. Like, I can't. And then, okay, I don't know. I just feel like people don't talk about this enough. I swear, because it's like my favorite thing that is said in this book. Like, I, I, I know, I know right now we are still giving all of our fucks about favor and Reese, but I just feel like I gave all of my fucks about favor and Reese up until this point, and this is the moment where I'm like, because mm. <laughs> Cassie, it says my favorite thing like in this whole book he says he says to nesta he's like holding her face and, she, and he says i have no regrets in my life but this that we did not have time that i did not have time with you nesta and she doesn't stop him when he like manages to lean up enough to like give her a kiss and like i know which again like doesn't sound like a lot but is a lot for nesta <laughs>
1: But not only that, but can we just say that, like, I'm totally like thinking he knows that they're mates.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well whether so Nesty
1: realizes it or not, he knows
0: um, I think she'd have to live under a fucking rock if she doesn't know after what he says next, so he kisses her and then he like brushes her tears away. Please note that this man was not stupid enough to try to lick her on a battlefield anyway um. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, he, like, brushes her tears away, and he says, I will find you again in the next world, the next life, and we will have that time, I promise. I was like, fucking Elaine, <laughs> why did she have to tell me? <laughs> I know.
1: And we all, we all just, like, I don't know about you, I'm like, <sighs>
0: deep breath, deep yeah, breath. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, there's still, like, two more pages, there's, like, one more page in the chapter, like, uh... Um, yeah. So, Feyre is just, like, basically reeling because she's just having to watch and feel this whole thing, and she says that like, the cauldron actually, like, suddenly pauses for a second. Like, the king steps back in, like, he has basically, I think, probably been fine for the last, like, 30 seconds, but is kind of enjoying watching the theatrics in front of him, right? He, oh, of course. He's
1: because he's an asshole.
0: And so he's, like, coming up to them. And the cauldron seems to, like, pause for a second. And, like, Feyre can sense that even the cauldron is, like, somewhat, like, almost, like, surprised or something. By the way that, like, Nesta looks at the king and, like, the, I don't know. Like, there's just, like, this whole weird moment where, like, the cauldron is reacting to, like, the weirdness of, like, Nesta in this moment. And Cassian, okay. So Nesta looks at the king, then looks down at Cassian, and just covers Cassian's body with her own. Yep. Just... Okay. Well... Here we go. We're going to go together. Which is wild. Right. So, Cassian even doesn't know what to do. He just apparently is like stiff as a board for a second until he ends up putting his hand on her back. And Feyre is like, we get it from Feyre's perspective, which is she's like, together, they'd go together. And Feyre is trying to beg the cauldron. Like, I will give you a bargain. Like, I will give you my soul. Like, save them. And, which is, like, really a sweet gesture, but also, like, I gotta be honest, like, I don't, like, I get it, and that's cute and sweet, and, like, I think that is Feyre's way of, like, acknowledging, like, clearly that, like, Nesta and Cassian are mates, like, in every right that, like, she and Reese are, you know what I mean? But on the other hand, like, if I'm gonna talk, like, politics, Feyre, you are basically the queen, we actually need the two of you. Um, yes. <laughs> so I disagree with this thought process. Um Anyway. But the king being an asshole, you know, is all romantic but ill advised. Um, what a dick. And she just doesn't Ew. move. Yeah. She doesn't move. She's like, this is this this is the moment. Mm-hmm. And Faber is just reeling from the fact that she's like, I know that the, like the power that she can see the king ready to wield, like she's going to lose them both. And she's going to lose them both like at that moment together. And she's begging the cauldron, anything like I'll do anything. And the king king begins to go after the two of them and halts. And a choking noise comes out of him. And for a moment, is like, oh my God, it's the cauldron. But then she notices that a black blade broke through the king's throat, spraying blood. I realized someone else had. Elaine stepped out of a shadow behind him and rammed Truth Teller to the hilt through the back of the king's neck as she snarled in his ear. Don't you touch my sister. that's the end of the chapter which is like where has elaine been all this time what is she doing like oh my god how was she just like i i don't know i just i i feel but they took her to like the far corners of the earth right right i know i have so many questions but i just want to say like two things that i know are going to come out like funny and stupid but i can't help it um One, I told Kim this before we started recording. Unfortunately, when I see the Don't You Touch My Sister, like, I really enjoy that line, like, as an older sister. I think it's great. But um, I just laugh because I hear fucking Ross in my head from Friends. It's a stupid episode where he gets the new apartment and then he sees through his window Chandler and Monica, like, getting on. And so he's like, Don't You Touch My Sister! and he's like screaming out the window and the real estate agent's like what's wrong with you um (laughs) so a that's Mm -hmm. really annoying that that comes to mind um but b i just feel like the answer is is like i really hope we get this like for tv i hope we get this like two shots i hope that the episode ends there and you're like wow elaine came out of fucking nowhere and stabbed the king what what a way to end an episode but then i hope like the next episode starts like two minutes beforehand but we see elaine just like frantically looking around, and then seeing the king, and seeing Nesta, and then just like, and just like marching her ass up behind the king like, you dick! (laughs) Like, right, like I hope that Elaine only, like, because I feel like this would be so great for like, Elaine's character, I hope Elaine only sort of understands what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, I hope the reality is that the reason Elaine is able to act in this moment is because she cannot even conceptualize, like, what's actually happening, so she's just like, I don't know, but that guy's that fucking asshole from this whole cauldron business, and that's my sister, and just fuck you, man, like, you know what I mean, like, I hope it's not until, like, later that she's like, oh my god, I stabbed the king, oh my god, I stabbed the king, oh my god, I stabbed the king, (laughs) like, you know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, I do.
0: So, yeah. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter and where we're going to end you today on a cliffhanger because, um... Well, because that was, like, uh. enough emotional damage for one day.
1: I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like,
0: sweating. <laughs> it's exhausting. Uh, it is exhausting. It is super exhausting. Oy. um, But, man, mm-hmm. like, if you think... If you think... What is... Like, I keep telling Kim because I'm the one who scrolls through most of the TikToks and just like sends her the good ones um, he does. So keep, I'm not gonna lie I keep telling her there's like this one TikTok song I hear all the time and it's like emotional damage emotional damage emotional damage and that's like all I can think from like here to the end of the <laughs> okay Uh, anyway okay uh brighten up our lives kim because as sad as this section is and as like hard as it is to read you have some fab songs picked out
1: well thank you thank you so much do share do share i will so again like this section surprisingly led us to have nine 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 songs like oh my god where are all these songs coming from don't know guys work with me what can i tell you so just bear in mind um so the first song is love and war by flurry and it's literally at the very beginning of chapter 72 when feira and nesta are up in the air in their their bat boy's arms talking to draken and they're watching you know daddy archeron sail in and and vasa do her thing and just Everything going on, right?
0: Rip Daddy Archer on. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> I love it. And you know, just that whole beginning part yes. of, of, of this little episode of yeah. what's happening and where. Um, song two is There She Goes by The Laws. <laughs> which I love the song. I've always loved the song. It is from Yay. So I Married Next A Murder yes. soundtrack. No. <laughs> which is such a fun movie, by the way, guys. If you've never seen it, I recommend it. But Totally campy. Mike Myers, gotta love it. Um, anyway, it's when the weaver is quite literally working her way up, clearing the path up the hill to the cauldron. What she has done and what she continues to do until the yeah. King of Highburn comes and snaps her neck. Song three is the greatest show from the soundtrack for The Greatest Showman. <laughs> <laughs> and it's when Aaron and Feyre are like at the top of the hill by the cauldron and fair kind of can look out and she has this bird's eye view of of everything happening in front of her you know on the earth on the sea in the air
0: yeah i'm not sure i i i i I think it's probably a fascinating sight not sure that the hypeness of that song is the right kind of hype but you know i get it (laughs) it is a show it is a show
1: Can't say it's. I don't know. There's something about it. Like <laughs> I think it's the the, the that that kind of that driving beat underneath it. Yeah, I think is what draws me to it because yeah, driving beat underneath yeah. it that you know, no
0: I get it, it. I drives you. Through it. Yeah, I just
1: think it's funny. Um, anyway, if you don't like it, guys, I'm sorry. But it, there's something about that song. that fits for me there. Oh, no, I just think it's funny.
0: You uh, so- did in my wedding. Oh. <laughs>
1: Are we going to talk about what my son did at your wedding? (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) Not that it was bad for anybody listening. It wasn't. But he did kind of steal the dance floor.
0: It was hilarious. I loved
1: every moment. It was awesome. We got some great photos. Um, (laughs) The photographer was rather enamored with my child because he was taking over. It was was hysterical.
0: (laughs) it was so funny i loved it so funny he he was charming everybody what could i say
1: (laughs) with his mohawk and my husband's mustache it was they were a sight to behold. it was the photographers the photographer saw them and just like totally freaked out when we walked up to take our seats before the ceremony it was hysterical i was like oh dear god here we go
0: yeah. The yeah. mustache
1: and the mohawk, what can I say? Those are the <laughs> of the moment,
0: you were like, I look so normal by comparison.
1: <laughs> I did too. I mean I was just totally like in my little dress the whole day. I was like, I Yeah, you yeah. were like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um so song four is Warrior Stand Up by Hidden Citizens and Royale, and it's when Nesta initially faces off with the King of Highburn. When, you know, she starts calling him to, to her as the diversion and then starts to face off with him. Uh, song five is Broken Wings by Mr. Mister. And I have to tell you guys, I've been hearing that song in my head since the first time I read this book at this moment. I know that's awful to say, but it's true.
0: <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>
1: Sorry. That was horrible, but true. Uh song number 6 is Iron Eagle Never Say Die by King Cobra. Um talk about a bad, horrible 80s movie. Iron Eagle was a terrible 80s movie. Yeah. But it had a great soundtrack. <laughs> really had a killer soundtrack. Um so it, the song just really fits and it's you know Cassian Tanesta um about you know trying to get her away and that you know these are his regrets the whole bit yeah Amran to Farah. i'm sorry i lied i'm like oh god damn Amran. Yeah. yeah um song number seven is never surrender by Corey hart when at the very end um she the last the when she, you know, she goes running over, she had blasted the King of Hibern away, and she goes running over to to try and help Cassian get away. Uh, song 8 is Unsteady by the Ex-Ambassadors. And it's when they realize, Nesta and Cassian realize they're going to die. And so she's like, well, if we're going to die, we're going to die together. And Song 9 is my personal favorite of all of these. Which is right here, right now, by Jesus Jones. When Elaine stabs the King of Highburn with Truth Teller. Because there's a line in it that says, and I love this song. It's such a great song. It's a great 90s anthem. Right here, right now, watching the world wake up to history. Kablammo. The King of Highburn is dead. I'd say in this storyline, that's a pretty historic thing. So those are our nine songs. Wow! For what they're worth,
0: I just can't believe we've made it this far.
1: Uh, I know,
0: <laughs> and I can't I'm believe. Really that, I can't believe the next week's episode is going to be so much harder, and I can't believe that uh, next yeah. episode also includes our really fun guest.
1: Yes, it does. I'm so excited.
0: Well, I just checked out her Instagram and she's doing like a colla- a bookish collaboration for her book that's yes. coming out in April. And I just thought that was super cute. So um, yes. next week, we're just going to be like dropping little things about her until we get to her interview. So mm-hmm. be great. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, good times, good times. Um, okay, well, I guess I'll go through the social things, even though we sort of already did that. But um, remember, all our social things have two A's, like Sarah J. Mass's name, website, massivefansbookclub.com, Fans, Facebook at Massive Fans, and podcast, Twitter at Massive Podcast. i got to be honest with you guys, I don't ever fucking update Twitter, my bad. Um, if you guys started messaging me on Twitter, then I would update it. Um, <laughs> There's that instagram at massive fans podcast that's pretty much where we all hang out uh pinterest at yep. massive fans and tiktok at massive fan pod we've been hanging out on tiktok that's how we met this author um yep yep it's basically where we meet the cool people uh-
1: <laughs> we do like they are so cool there they're on instagram because we do meet some cool ones on instagram yeah
0: we do we do so yeah social media can be like fun sometimes uh <laughs> And with that, I guess we will uh, see you, or well, I guess we'll never see you, which is really unfortunate and sad. It's just not the right medium for that. You'll hear us <laughs> next week. <laughs> so.
1: Some of them might see us
0: as we week. celebrate
1: our one-year our, our oh, birth-aversary.
0: anniversary. is true. Some of you will see us. Wow. We'll see some, some people's some, faces. <laughs> some, so, so, some of you all
1: <laughs> got special invites to join us for a special event
0: it's true it's true and some of you if you hear this uh are also going to do like fun collaboration thingies for an episode around then too um yes you are so we'll see your faces on the internet um that's right but uh, we would like to see any of your faces on the internet so uh, like message us and be like this is my face um <laughs> <laughs>
1: we We want to see you, we want to get to know you. we want to hang out with you guys. I know we're, it's we're, true.
0: we're I can't we're, wait. We're excited. Covid is finally like starting to sort of chill itself out. I mean not really because like now there's new variants, but I think we've just all yep, yep. given up um, <laughs> at least here in America um, but anyway. America. We- Point is, is uh, maybe we'll start being able to actually see pa- people's faces because, like, cons will be happening again, and uh, you know, Thank I hate whatever happened, whatever happened to book talks, uh, uh, book talk con or whatever. I know they were trying to plan that for. I think they were trying to plan for this summer, but then they were worried about COVID, so they may have pushed it again. Um. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, awesome um, coming up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Anyway, uh, that's the end of that thought. Uh, aren't you glad to stick around to the end of the show so we can just babble at you? <laughs> It's personally my favorite part of some podcasts. Uh again, just going to keep shouting out uh undress- undressing the witcher because uh it's like my dream to talk to Felicia Day. Um anyway, okay, and She's and- so awesome. I love her so much. <laughs> She's awesome. Also, in the episode I listened to this week, Tom, her uh co-host complained about his mic and I was like, "Wow, they definitely know what they're doing more so than me and Kim." And if his mic can also be an asshole, then I feel a lot better about my mic being an asshole. um so it's not just us it's not just us uh anyway okay really shutting up now with that um okay bye